even supuyambuzi. Remember, like three years yeah. ago, everybody was like supuyambuzi. Now people are just like, let me just get gold. You see, but then if you're a business owner, you need to understand. Yes, I need to fit. I need to fit in the trend. But then you need to have an eye for the future, and that's what that we like following. Like, okay, the trend, trend, trend. And as a business owner, you cannot think unless your business is just for that particular trend. That's I think that's the most important thing I've noticed. And in order for you to notice, like, that's how you're going to stay in business. I think don't don't as a business owner, restaurant, don't go too much in the trend. When the trend dies off, what are you going to survive on? It's going to be very hard. Go back to the core business, I mean, mission statement of your business. Stick to it. Eventually, you're going to, you're going to gain your customers. And as long as you get lo- your loyal ones, always try to evolve. And I'm so grateful that I do have my loyal customers. And we're evolving every single time. And they've seen that since I started being in business up to now, they've seen change in how the business is run, in myself, and in the whole system to be particular okay um i like that you're very honest with the fact that you went bankrupt at some point yes uh, how do you come back from being bankrupt what type of mindset does it take the most important thing is to know why you started and where you want to go i was bankrupt and i really felt bad because i remember we had to sell one of our houses to pay back what I, the money that i loaned because i was 22 i didn't do proper enough research about the restaurant industry what what took and everything else and i had to sell one of my houses to pay back the loan the, the loan that i got and that for me was like i am never ever 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 going through that um what would take you back? Because you know, like, you've sold one of your forever assets. And there's no other option than going forward. What else do you have to lose? I remember we only had, like, seven kwacha when, <laughs> when we were bankrupt. And we had to change to the location where to the place where we are in now. With my now business partner. We're staying together. And we're like, what are we going to eat? And then we went to Chadley, the bakery, to go and buy buns. Because they rem- they stay forever, and mm-hmm. then those kind of things. But I've 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 grown up to never give in, and never give up. So I was just like, you know what? Let's do this. And to be, I am grateful for my parents. I wouldn't have done it without them. And I know a lot of people will be like, oh, you know what? Be entrepreneurship and come into business. You really need to have either parents who support you both emotionally and financially, because it's hard. It's really hard getting the money and everything else. But then you also have to know what you want. I know a lot of business people have borrowed money from their parents to say, and then time and time again, they've gone bankrupt. They continue borrowing money from their parents. But eventually it will pay off. You just have to work extremely hard for it to pay off. Yeah, you mentioned that uh, you, you borrowed money to uh, start up your business. W- what is it about the... Uh uh, restaurant industry that you did not uh, perhaps uh, you know research enough that that made you you know uh, that eventually led to to bankruptcy everything because everything that we learned in uh, in school and all the other doesn't apply in Zambia at all the marketing doesn't apply because here word of mouth is the biggest marketing that you get the um, in the uh, the countries I worked in and culinary school we were taught you have supplies as a chain of system that goes around in order for you to receive food in zambia don't even have that because most farmers don't are not even targeting restaurant owners in other countries farmers would be like i'm about to start growing goats can i please start supplying you how do you want it they come and bake for you here they'll be like whatever let me just go to any supermarket and sell also 
Exactly. They want quick money either, everything. And then, of course, that the industry is not is not developed. You have chefs, when they go to the schools here, they 90%, I can honestly say, they don't know most of it, what really happens in a kitchen. You have waitresses and people have gone to hospitality schools. The basic of knowledge and service they don't have. You more or less have to start planning and training again. So for me, it was like, oh, this is completely different from what I learned in culinary school and the experiences that I've had now that I've come to Zambia. So I, I think that I believe that I needed to go through that to now relearn again. And from what I've relearned and the knowledge that I have from my school, I can now balance it off and start doing it, start putting things in a more systematic way. If you were to name three things that are perhaps led to uh, to bankruptcy, in hindsight, what 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 would those three things be? Research, mm, being impatient, and thirdly, being unrealistic. In what can you can you define those three? Because uh, as chefs and people who open restaurants, most of us we love food. Yeah, we want to create all this. Um, in terms of the unrealistic part, we want to make sure that, oh, you see our presentation, you're like, ah, you know, like, but then you find that the individual just wants to have chicken and chips. And there you've done, you've done chicken Kiev with pomkratang and everything else. And the person was like, do you have chicken and chips? <laughs> and then the ingredients and the cost that's going to make that dish is completely almost 90% more than what it would cost to make chicken and chips. And in terms of being patient, you just want you just want your dream to come in like, yeah, yeah, I'm so excited. And you're not taking enough time to research and find out what's happening. And in terms of finding out what's happening, it's very hard for people who've owned business before, it's very restaurant, to tell you like, these are the mistakes that I did. Don't try to do this. It's very hard because most of them are older people. And then I was 22 and I'm like, who am I going to be talking to? Thirdly, it was, what was the third part I mentioned? Research. Mm-hmm. What do Zambians like? What do Zambians like? Sorry. Um, I didn't do enough research because for me, I had a vision, which I still have for my restaurant. And that is to do modern fusion ethnic cuisine. If, if I may say that. But you find the people that I was hanging around with, they were going to, say, the Muzungu restaurants where they were doing, like, you know, international cuisines and stuff like that. I felt like we didn't have enough restaurants who could, to, on that professional level, who could represent our Zambian cuisine. And that's what I wanted to do. Now I had to learn what is Zambian cuisine? What do people like within the Zambian cuisines? How are you going to make them understand that you're not cooking village chicken from home, you're cooking from the restaurant? Because some of the... <laughs> difficulties that I find now. Somebody will be like, why are you selling your chicken at 80 kwacha or 40 kwacha when the chicken is 25 kwacha? And I'm like, but you're buying that for home. Do you know how many markups I have to make for, in order for me to get my profit? Because the, most Zambians have that mentality like, oh, I buy this chicken at this much. Why are you selling at this much? They don't understand that you have so many other things that you need to put in consideration as well. So yeah, those three things I can say. All right. Um, I guess we're we're at a point now where we're trying to make Zambia into this this wonderful place. We're trying to market ourselves. I think uh, you know ethnic cuisines can can ca- can help us market ourselves. Do, I don't know how you feel about that. That's why I wanted to ask you. And uh, maybe we could use the the Chikanda burger as. <laughs> I think I do like the Chikanda burger. It's very important. Hospitality is extremely important in any country's economic growth, and especially the fact that, for instance, me the places I've traveled to, the first thing that I want to go and see is like, what is your 
food like? How is your culture like? You understand? And then they sell it in that way where if you go to a specific country, you know, like, for instance, Sweden, you know the Swedish meatballs. You understand? And this, when somebody goes to visit Sweden for the first time, they'll always look up the things that you need to eat in Sweden. And in Zambia, we have all those things. But then it also comes into presentation. You're not going to have a Chinese person here coming to eat delele. Like, yes, they can eat it, but with your fingers, and then it just looks like that. You need to present it in a nice way and explain to them why we eat it with with our hands. Why is that slimy? Because Chinese, I mean, say Japanese cuisine doesn't have the nicest, like, you know, the most usual taste buds, the mm. real one. But people have gotten used to the sushi and sushi. Uh, maybe that's the most popular stuff because mm-hmm. I know they have more like raw stuff that mm-hmm. people are not used to but people are falling in love with that cuisine and for other people be like that's gross but then other people love it and that's why they're so popular they've explained why we eat it like this why it's made like this way 